Get in the gate. This is episode 142. We are talking Stargate SG1. Get in the gate team here. My name is Mitch. Joining me as always, Matty Gibson. Yo. Reese Gibson. Hey guys. And for a third week in a row, Brendan Hello. is not here. Jeez, that <laughs> recovery must be a bitch. Yeah. We did go into it a little bit last week about why he isn't here and if you missed it, well, just go back and listen to it. We dare not yeah. speak of it again. We have too much respect for the process. Yeah, he actually had to get his foreskin sewn back on this week, so that's why he's not here this <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah, <laughs> two I'll... steps forward, one step back. <laughs> yeah, you know. I heard he, he would have been back sooner, but he just couldn't resist just whacking it like before he'd healed up. Oh, who can, he mate? Just couldn't resist. Who can? And... That's that's why he had to get it taken off. It was too much whacking. Yeah, they, he's known around the hospital as vinegar stroke. So <laughs> just because he has that face all the time. If you're listening to us for the first time, I apologise. We uh, <laughs> do, Mitch, do you don't really? cover the yeah. wackingness uh, very often. The whacking, the whackingness? The whackness. Oh, whacking day. Oh, whacking day. For Brendan, <laughs> that is every day. <laughs> we talk Stargate SG1, Maddie, Brendan, and I. Hi, I'm Mitch, and we talk Stargate SG1 as long term fans. Reese is a first timer. He jumped on this uh, ship a couple of years ago. Oh, He's guys. every single week watching one new episode to talk about here on the show, and we are getting his first time thoughts while we talk about it from a bit more of a nostalgic point of view we're going to go over to the synopsis see what it reads and throw it over to reese and see what he thought avenger 2.0 dr felger creates a computer virus meant to disable gould controlled worlds when the program malfunctions and spreads throughout the stargate network o'neill teal and daniel are trapped off world with danger looming around the corner it's up to Carter and the bumbling Dr. Felger to incapacitate the virus before the rest of SG-1 meets their doom. Written by Joe and Paul, directed by Martin Wood. I mean, before I throw it over you to Reese real quickly, uh, we like to point out when they do get a, a couple of things, a little bit, hey, going in the synopsis, um, a computer virus meant to disable Gould-controlled worlds. Ooh, is it though? Does it disable a planet though? Yeah. Pretty sure it doesn't. Mm, but sure uh, it Stargate it. on... Yeah, see what you were going yeah, for. Given you the goal, have starships. You know, Ooh, doesn't quite. Work. I mean, they had a good run with the synopsis, didn't they? Mm, they they did. went all right oh, for a while, yeah. for seasons. But mm. obviously, a few too many brandies on Friday night. Yeah, <laughs> I did see someone on uh, Twitter the other day actually lamenting they missed that uh, Walter is not a part of the uh, the synopsis as much anymore. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that mm. didn't last as long. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Well, I think it's we did it early season. Nobody that really was, complained about it. It just no, stopped, didn't yeah. it? Because it, well, it was up to me, and I just didn't well, bring it back. Walter was away for like a whole season. Like we were doing it for like season oh, one. Oh, that's two. right. That's why we. And then didn't Walter do it. was away for a whole season. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, got you, I got you back, Mitchie. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. What do you think, buddy? Oh, look, this one annoyed me a little bit. I love, Ooh. I love Felger, the actor who plays Felger. Absolutely brilliant actor a uh, comedic actor but this one obviously i mean didn't they learn after 48 hours where tilt got stuck in the gate don't fuck with the gate mm. and like hammond should have said first of all uh no we're not stuffing with the gate or the dhd <laughs> or anything else also if we do end up saying yes mm, i don't know precautionary get all the teams back before we try something yeah <laughs> Hell, man, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it's Joe and Paul. It's probably the first episode they wrote where you go off world. So they were a little bit new to that aspect. <laughs> no, nah, they've had a few. They've had a few. <laughs> but um, yeah, look, I look, I, I get it. They needed a scientific thing to put Felger in it. They had the actor there. Wanted to put him in another episode, probably. But I just, I didn't buy it. He did save the episode a bit, but it was frustrating for me. 
Yeah, I was getting a little bit worried at the start just with the Felga solo scenes or him in the lab with his assistant. Um, she's she new, right? Cute. We haven't seen her before. She was cute. And, Chloe. Yeah, mm, yeah. She reminds me of, um, oh, Mitch wouldn't know this one, but uh, Bernadette from uh, The Big Bang Theory. Uh, yeah, oh, no, she, yeah, like she did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because of her voice, right? That little voice mm. and a cute little blonde with <laughs> yeah. the glasses and yeah. Just those scenes where it goes in there, he's like, oh my God, Steph, you want her amazing. And it was just, I don't know, just even, the, the, it felt like everything about the framing and the tone, and the pacing and the, the lighting and everything was just a bit different. I'm like, this doesn't look like what this show looked like five years ago or two years ago. And mm. I'm like, this doesn't even seem like Stargate at all. I think if you showed someone this, you go, hey, you got to watch this show. It's really good. You know, mm. it's really, it's down to earth. Like, it, you know, the people working with these computers and they're re- battling these far out, you know, bad guys and they're, in a, they're a small drop in this big ocean. And, you know, it's all about exploration and blah, blah, blah. And you show them this episode and it's just like bumbling, you know, degrade sci-fi TV comedy and it's just like oh yeah, man I but- felt like they tried to do an ergo type thing mm. but he wasn't as sort of present on screen mm. as Deloise was and I think he just couldn't pull it off yeah and maybe because you had him bouncing off his fellow scientists in the other guys they yeah. work so well together, but then you just take Felger and go, hey, we'll give yeah. him another scientist partner yeah. or Carter to bounce off. It's like, no, but he can't bounce off her the same way yeah. or those two the same way that he did his old partner. So you can't expect that we're going to appreciate his humor because I didn't find him anywhere near as annoying or unfunny or anything in the other guys as what I did in this episode, mm. even though he was the same character. He was doing the same stuff, mm. but he was... You know, he, he didn't have that straight guy next to him. Yeah, Carter was, was kind of trying to be the straight guy, but she was like, uh, "Okay, this is weird." Mm. More of a like weird. Yeah, Carter's, vibe. Carter's a straight man, but she's outside of it, looking in, going, "This is absurd." Mm. Yeah. Whereas Coons was in the absurdity. Yeah, like yeah. two sides of the same coin. Those yeah. Two. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what the deal is with Coons in why he wasn't there. Mm. Um, I did a little bit of research because obviously he was. I spoke about it during the other guys. At the same he time, he was doing theatre. Well, no, he was, do, he was doing Enterprise. He was doing uh, Enterprise at the same time as this. Oh, that's the one. <laughs> well, and they were, I did a little bit of research. They were on break between, I think, season two and season three. Right. So technically, I guess he would have been available unless maybe he was on holiday somewhere overseas because next week's episode, Birthright, has one of his co-stars, like the, the female lead from Enterprise, is on Stargate next week, right? So maybe she just wasn't she. Maybe she wasn't going on a family holiday or anything like that. But yeah, but so I don't know whether it was a scheduling issue or whether maybe there was a little bit of animosity in the ratings between Stargate and Enterprise at the time, being the two kind of major sci-fi shows on TV yeah. at the time. Sure, they didn't, want, they didn't want to get him back or anything. But then again, they get Jolene Blaylock next week. Yeah. So surely that couldn't have been it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, if if you had the choice to put them both in, obviously you would. There have to be exceptional circumstances for them, A, not to put him in, and then say, yeah, you know what, go ahead with the episode, even though Mm. the second guy's not here. But yeah, it felt weird, because it's like they didn't even even write around why Coombs wasn't there. Mm. Even that one moment where Felger's on the phone, and he's talking to his mum, and then (laughs) Carter, and he pretends he's not talking to Coombs, that was improvised by the actor. Right. So as far as I'm aware, as far as the shooting script goes... There wasn't any mention of Coombs at all, so it's not. Mm-hmm. I don't even know whether it was a matter of they he wasn't available, so they had to rewrite the script without him. Mm. But it feels like Chloe was there from the start. It does. She doesn't feel like an add-on. She feels very important, especially with the the little fantasy flashback at the end with her and Carter having yeah. their little uh, wrestle match and stuff. But um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I I found it quite interesting that um, yeah I think I think Coombs I still love this episode. I think it's really really enjoyable. 
but yeah, I think it, Coombs would have been a really nice addition. Yeah, I think it was fun. Like it was a fun episode. I enjoyed it, but the sort of the, the science behind it or like the procedure behind it, I don't think is plausible. It's very, very, very complicated. You've really got to pay attention to it. I mean, delivering the virus is as simple as dialing the target gate, uploading a program. The virus would then scramble the DHD's established coordinates. Yeah, so the symbols no longer correspond with the proper coordinates, you see? <laughs> it's like rearranging the letters on your keyboard. And the target gate would be useless. So that's fair enough, but then the added element of Baal got the virus and did stuff to it mm. so that it affects everybody's stargates. Mm. That quickly mm. sort of thing. Like, yeah, that's what I, I just didn't, I didn't get. Hammond wouldn't have said yes. That's, I, he just wouldn't. It's too, he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't quit the gate, I don't reckon. So, okay, even if he did send it off, then yeah, Baal in that quick turnaround then sends it out to every DHD. Yeah, with like the correlative updates. Yeah, and I don't know. It was a lot for a fun episode. It was very, very tech heavy. For it like was. A it's probably episode. the worst thing that could ever happen in the history of a Stargate is this virus. Mm, right? Yeah, and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, we just fix it in the last five ten minutes of the show. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a bit far fetched. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think that the grander scheme of things made it a little bit tough, but just the individual scenes as like as their own little vignettes were gold. Like yeah, yeah. when Carter rocks up to Felger's apartment and like he's there and he's <laughs> yeah, got his little yeah. maquette set of like all the little Warcraft figurines and the little yeah. miniature Stargate that he's painting while he's drinking Mountain Dew in his underwear. Puts his pants on backwards. Puts his pants on backwards. <laughs> like, and then he like, offers her a drink and he like it's it's an already open can of Mountain Dew <laughs> yeah. in an already drunk from cup. Yeah. And, and he's like, you're a drink? She's like, no. And he's like, okay. Like, he didn't even go, oh, yeah, yeah I probably shouldn't have done that. It and was, he's oh, got okay, like you're not thirsty. half a can in a big gulp cup, yeah. so it looks like a urine sample sitting in the bottom <laughs> of it with sort of just the, the volume discrepancy. He's got a fucking doll of her. And then oh. and then one of Teal'c, like, because she goes, what's this? He's, oh, um, nothing. And, yeah. he goes, and then he picks up another one that we hadn't even been made aware of, <laughs> and it's a bald black guy. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing, you psycho? Uh, Apparently, after, apparently after this episode aired, people would demand. They're like, "Where can we get those figurines? Absolutely, we want those figurines. Yeah, right. We want it." Um, and uh, then sh- I'll be right there. I'm just putting the dogs out. <laughs> <laughs> and He's then in the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and then, sure enough, like uh, I think it was maybe three or four years later is when they started actually making the Stargate figurines, like the Jonas that we gave to right. um, to Reese <laughs> at the end of last season, or beginning of this season. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right though. It's the the individual scenes are brilliant because he he carries them through, but the actual I think it's the storyline that I just don't like. Yeah. But yeah, the individual scenes are, are great, like yeah. Ergo, except yeah, the yeah. storyline. And when you look at this, it has everything. It has action. It has comedy. It has a montage sequence, <laughs> and then it and then it has a dream sequence as well. It's mm. like that is everything you want in a in a movie or a TV show right yeah. there. So it just throws everything in there. But yeah, I think yeah, Coombs was definitely I think a bit of a linchpin in this one. Yeah, and I think like you said, Reese, maybe the permission to let the test go ahead aside, whether yeah. or not that's acceptable or, or believable or anything. The actual plan, the idea is like this is something completely different. We're always trying to build weapons, and like even when he went in, yeah. he's like, "Oh no, uh, movie, let me go back in. I've got something else that'll make that giant energy gun of mine uh, look like a a, a BB gun." <laughs> yeah. And like, oh really? What? And I'm like, "Oh yeah, what weapon is he gonna bullshit create?" And it's no, no he's gonna create a virus. I'm like, "That's cool." Like we're yeah. talking about non-violent but same effect mm. and we can just target good words. And but I started thinking of it as like a moral thing, like you said. You just wouldn't 
with the gate yeah. because you don't know what will happen. For me, I'm like, would you as like a morality gate, this thing's been around for thousands of years, man, and other people built it, and other people, once you kill the ghoul, people are going to want to use it. Do you really want to like permanently fuck up yeah, that? that <laughs> like, wouldn't you just go, well, there's a chance we might die, but that's a really cool toy I don't want to And break. even he said, like, oh, yeah, they got ships, so they don't really need the gate, mm, but we just, can do it anyway. Just slows them down. Yeah. yeah. And if anything, we've got more of a tactical superiority when we're dealing with Stargates. It's the ships we can't deal with at the moment. Mm. I mean, we've only got yeah. Prometheus, and it's still stuck on the other side of the galaxy. And we've got a couple of... We're trading up some 302 pilots as yeah. of a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. So it's like, if we annoy the Gwold enough, and they come to our planet with ships, that they decide off the the um, Asgard Treaty, mm. we're just going to go, we're in trouble. Mm. We kind of yeah. need the Stargate. I like that they did mention that when they suggested the plan they're like oh and we'll just limit them to ships how good is that going to be and and take away their effectiveness with the gate and sure they'll have ships but it'll take them a lot longer and they're mm. like yeah cool i didn't feel like they were there dropping breadcrumbs for us going hey you know what you're going to need that little bit of information later because that's going to pay off and it's a twist i yeah. just thought that was i'm like that's interesting dialogue and then at the end when they go oh shit we did this so that it would hurt them it's actually allowed bald to help yeah. himself we've made things worse. And I'm like, oh, that's right. You did mention that before, and that's really cool. So I, I like that they're, they're feeding you the twist, but it didn't look you directly in the camera and go, mm. remember this for later, guys. Because that was pretty huge. They said, oh, he's gone around attacking the other gold now. Mm. Like, he's actually gone to war without the Stargaze. Like, does that come into play? Does he get more powerful now? Definitely, definitely. But... I find it weird. Wasn't the last time we got that weird update about Bar? Wasn't he already in charge of the the, the alliance, the alliance of the Gual <laughs> yeah. blah blah blah? So if yeah. if he's already you know king yeah. shit, why is he now going to war with his subservience? Mm. That that was confusing to me. Yeah, true. Yeah. Why have an alliance if you're just gonna uh, fight with them? Yeah, and if, I, yeah. if anything, that weakens his position because he has less... I mean, yes, obviously the Goa world are, you know, conniving and backstabbing, so it's like eventually one of them would, you know, backstab Baal. Mm. But all he's doing is... Like, it's not like his entire army can take out another uh, another Goa world's army without losing ships. So it's like... Well, that's the thing. They've all got ships, right? So they don't all rely on the Stargate. Yeah. So if they're not working, then it's ju it's still ships versus ships. Yeah. But it's like, if you think about, okay, so maybe Baal has a personal fleet of like 10 Hatak, and then some other Gua'uld who's underneath him has another 8 Hatak. Essentially, Baal has 18 Hatak at his disposal because he can command that Gua'uld to go and do something. So to turn on that Gua'uld, he's got to try and defeat those 8 Hatak with his 10 Hatak. So if he loses some while he defeats them, maybe he's only down to like 6 Hatak. He's mm. in a much weaker position than he was mm. before he turned on them. I so guess I the only way... Sure with the only way it would be is if he knew what planet the another system lord was on and goes, okay, the gate's not working. He can't make a quick getaway. We can go in, maybe assassinate him or attack Ooh, him and then chase his ship and kill him. That's a good idea. Or just like obliterate him from orbit. And then much in the same way mm. Apophis had it, it's like if a diff another Gua'uld beats your Gua'uld, you now worship that new Gua'uld. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Just take out that... One surgical strike, take out the leader, and then you get his army. Yeah. That's a good point. That's not bad. But then why does the gate need to be down for that to happen? Yeah. very. If anything, you'd think it'd be easy for him to just like send a send an Ashrak through the gate mm. 
with yeah. some near his cloak technology. And well, like you said, send a mothership, blast him from outer space, and then fly off. Yeah, it did seem like an unnecessary complication, but um, but the, like I said, the individual scenes like that, like Carter with her new gun. She's got that new gun, the Carter Special. Yeah, that um, was different, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, I'm like, because when did she change the the um the magazine into like the big honking like secret? Yeah, and it comes out the bottom. I'm like, hey, that's not on the top. What's yeah. going on here? So there's an interesting story behind that. Stargate Barbie. <laughs> this is a new gun for you. This is a new gun. We call it the Carter Special. It's a, an amalgamation of three different guns. Um, and the only part I can remember off the top of my head right now is uh, M16 makes up the, the middle of the gun. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was this was shot during the the uh, the war in uh, in Iraq. Mm-hmm. And what was the problem was oddly enough we couldn't get ammunition for the P90. Right. Because they were being it was being used. Oh. Even though we used blanks, it yeah. was the, the problem the with the shell casings. Yeah. So um, oh. we decided to use new guns, and uh, Carter got a new one here. And, Rick uh, still has the P90. He's the only one that had the uh, the P90. I, I actually really like the fact that you've got this uh, this new gun because yeah. it sets you apart, and it, it's a kick bum kind of uh, <laughs> it's a kick bum gun. Gun. Yeah, yeah that's so, really cool. And then as the months go on, I think it's in one of the later commentaries of this season, if I remember right. It gets to the point where the production actually starts selling their shell casings back to what? the back to the U.S. military because really? they need. They need them for, for the war that was going on in Iraq at the time. They needed P90 casing. At a highly inflated price. Oh, well, Robert <laughs> Cooper's involved, that. You're, you're literally selling the... You're looking at these gun, uh, these um, bullet shells, selling them back to them going, these are going to murder people. Yeah. Mm. Like actually right. murder people. Right. That's hectic. And then given, obviously, no spoilers for Reese, but towards the end of the season... But- <laughs> well, just just for episodes at the end of the season, like they start using live ammo on set. <laughs> well, no, in in some episodes towards the later series, there's a lot of action. There's mm. a lot of military action stuff like that, and it's like t- so to take on episodes like Heroes and um, Lost City yeah. with limited P90 ammunition is really ballsy. Mm. Like they do some of their sort of their biggest set pieces mm. without the ammunition, which is um which is pretty full on. But apparently, yeah, in some of the episodes, they literally are like have to ration and be like, okay, Rick. We literally have one magazine for this entire episode, so you can't just like fire. You have to precision like you can fire ten rounds here, and that's it. <laughs> like you yeah. can't you can't just empty a magazine mm. while we're filming. Have to yeah, do the just... old El Mariachi trick, Robert Rodriguez. You watch you know behind the scenes of that film from God a hundred years ago when he made that for nothing, and the guns that he had, and he had the blanks, but he said the blanks would jam the gun, so you could only fire one shot. So you could show the, and and it would go, the the full effect would be there, but only for one shot, but he needed, it was a machine gun. So he'd have to like go bang and you'd see the thing go off and then just sound effects as he cut to another shot and show someone actually getting killed and then go back. And meanwhile, they've reset the gun and and fixed it all up and unjammed it. Show the guy again. (laughs) He turns around, fires at a second bad guy or whatever. And yeah, he said they had to just keep like make do with these guns that didn't work, but just creatively edit around it. And you wouldn't. How annoying. I mean, it's it's a very low budget film, so you can kind of tell, but at the same time for what it is. It's done very well, yeah. yeah. Wow. There's a couple of things I was disappointed about. Mm. One was when Felga first had that uh, big laser at the start, and when he tried to shoot it, the power went out, and it showed General Hammond sitting at his computer. <gasps> I spotted this. Yes. I, th- I yep. think if you're going the same way I'm going. No, I thought for sure, I was like, oh, he's going to initiate wildfire. <laughs> <laughs> Because that is exactly what you would do. That the is power shuts out, you'd be like, we're getting attacked. 
That'd be your first instinct. Initiate wildfire. No, the thing I noticed with that blackout is if you look really closely, Hammond's not sitting at his desk. He's in his office. He's sitting over in the corner mm. on a tiny little desk, tapping away on the computer, looking through the star map screen that leads through into the into the briefing room. Mm. So he's like, he's not at his big old... I think it must have been just because the shot looked cool. Yeah. But he's sitting on this like tiny little desk in the corner, tapping <laughs> away on his computer. What? And I'm like, that makes no sense! <laughs> what I thought I noticed was that the, the, the monitor that he was looking at wasn't even on in the first place. <laughs> oh, wasn't it? <laughs> I would have to go back Surely. and have a look. But I saw, obviously, the blackout happened. I'm like, hang on, nothing changed in that square in front of him. I'm pretty sure he was typing on a keyboard to a computer that wasn't actually on. Oh, that's gone. One of the one of the times I laughed the most was in Felger's apartment with Carter. Mm. He's doing all the dull shit, and then he he when he drinks his Mountain Dew, and Carter says, "Oh, I'll I'll need to work with you." And then he spit it all oh, over himself. Yeah. Like, that was perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't like the old-fashioned take the can away and then spit it out. Yeah. It was literally Choke spit on. it and show, like, literally all over himself. Didn't wipe it off. Didn't right? Seriously? What, and- what about the rest of your team? No, they won't be here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that takes skill, if you think about it, to be like, he's, oh, yeah. he's sitting, like, you know, 60 centimeters away from Carter to do a spit take and not spit it in her face and manage to be able to do a spit take into your own face. That's got to take some talent. Oh, imagine how many times they would have had to do that take. Surely. Carter, like Surely. Um, tapping, would have been cracking up. Had to have been. Apparently, sure. when you notice when, when she walks in and he goes to like put his hands in his backward jeans and she looks down, <laughs> yeah. that's actually Amanda breaking character because she didn't know that was happening. So she kind of looks down and has to like bite the inside of her cheek to stop herself <laughs> from laughing. Brilliant. And yeah, everything that, that he everything he did that obviously ad lib, but he was just yeah. it was just so perfect. He was in character mm. so well. Something I thought was interesting when he runs away. Once he realizes that Avenger is is stuffed up and he's he's ruined the Stargates, and he runs away, and Carter tracks him down, and he's on that bridge in the woods. Is that the same bridge that Clone O'Neill ran away yeah. to a couple of episodes ago? Definitely. Hmm. Yeah. Mini O'Neill. Or, or should we, oh, I thought about it. Well, things we missed out on. Well, we've obviously used Phoneal before when it came to um, Cold Lazarus. But what? Phoneal. Phoneal. Fake. Fake. Like a faux. Something. F-A-U-X. Phoneal. Ah, Yeah, right. fake. Um, but this one we missed out on from, um, uh, what was the episode? Fragile Balance. Cloneal. Oh, that would work. Oh, I'm so disappointed. Clonial. I didn't think of that weeks Is ago. Is this a thing? Cloneal. Just so we know when we throw back, yeah, you know, Charlie 2.0. Right. Yeah, Cloneal. 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 Phoneal. Phoneal. Yeah. Damn. Um, but yeah, that was the same bridge, right? Did they run? Is yeah, just, I, that's the, exactly what I thought. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, that's the that's the lake that he yeah, went fishing that's at. That's where everyone, when everyone's having like a crisis of, you know, faith, <laughs> that's where they run to. They run yeah. to that bridge. It's the reflecting bridge. Yeah, they know where to yeah. go. Where is he? Can't find him. Yeah, he'll be at the bridge. <laughs> when Carter says that's how she found him, she's like, oh, he goes, how would you know? I called your mum. She said, this is where you go. We're going to have a sulk. <laughs> you big fucking sook. Man up. Get back and fix the galaxy, spot. you dickhead. He goes and buys a loaf of bread yeah. and goes feeds the ducks at the same bridge. Yeah, you almost wish that's like... um. You go back and watch Fragile Ballots and they've just like superimposed Felger up yeah. on the bridge <laughs> while they while the rest of them are having their little chat with Cloneal. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> I had a bit of a flashback to um the fifth race, uh, when O'Neill was like taken over by the the ancient repository of knowledge and Carter was stuck on the desert planet with um with Teal'c. 
the, those couple of times that we cut over to um, Daniel and he's on like the rain planet, oh, like the yeah. flooding planet. Yeah. It kind of just gave me vibes of that, like just cutting back to some kind of big weird weather anomaly that yeah. we can't we can't do because the gate's down. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, I think I think Carter still got the raw end of the deal, like out of the two, like being burnt alive from like radiation and three suns or whatever to just, you know, getting wet and... Well, that's the thing. It was flooding, right? So if it had a if it had a fully flooded, then they couldn't get down to the gate. Yeah, they were just like, oh, oh yeah, we can't get to the gate. We'll just walk up hill. A we're little going bit. to higher ground. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. you're gonna have to wait there for a couple of weeks till the flood levels. Mm. I mean, if it stops raining, obviously. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. But there was a part there where um, I I got a bit, I got a bit confused because they're like, oh, we can't use the gate. But they were talking on the the mount video mount to him, and then Hammond said, "Where ours is the only one that can dial out because we don't have a DHD." Yeah, and then they say they were saying, "Oh, the DHD is doing automatic updates throughout the whole universe, uh, or the whole system of of Stargates." Yeah, um, because it always does that once every two hundred years to update for stellar drift. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, Earth can't." do that then earth earth skate can't update for stellar drift no which is why so um, which previously they've said oh we've got to compensate for stellar drift has any of that ever been from earth but yeah so we have to do that manually so our big giant supercomputer right that's why and that's sort of how they buy back in the movie and stuff we can only dial to abydos and then in the in children of the gods we can only dial to abydos they sort of retcon it because it's the closest stargate to yeah, us yeah. so it's had the least amount of stellar drift Right. So once Still Carter connects. gets into the computer and compensates for stellar drift, mm. then we can we can access other gates. Right. Same as um, uh, Red Sky when um, when we fucked up that planet, it's like. Yeah. Well, Carter uh, mentioned that in this episode, right? Yeah. So. That she screwed up. Yeah, she screwed up because um, she sort of fiddled with our version of a DHD. Whereas a normal DHD right. would have compensated for it and gone... She bypassed yeah, it. Yeah, gone around stuff instead of going Safety through the Safety protocols sun. or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And that's how they do the update then. Yeah, it's all part of the DHD. Which I did love. Is this? I think this is probably the best shot we've got of like an open DHD, which I thought was pretty cool. Like when we're on the planet. Yeah, all those crystals. Yeah, because we kind of got a little shot of it in 48 hours, but I feel like it exploded really quickly. Yeah. But I thought it was really, really cool to see the inside of the DHD. What are they wrong with? USB, USB-C, like HDMI? Well, it, it plugged into his laptop, didn't it? So <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like... some sweet adapters <laughs> you've got going on. You're not just picking them up from Radio Shack. And it is. Like... They've made them. They've made like these metal hexagonal like cock rings that go, <laughs> that go around the crystals and then have two cables coming off them that then become like a HDMI or a USB or something. Yeah, I guess right. 2003 is probably pre-USB. I mean, uh, hey, what can I help you with? I need a USB yeah. to DHD. What? And then um, <laughs> Don't know what? in Atlantis, they do a similar thing where it's just like two little like pin alligator clips. And they kind of just like push them in and then that syncs up to like their tablets and stuff that they use. It's Imagine like super surely weird. the software you need you you don't have the memory on your on your laptop right. to have the software that you need to program a DHD. It should act like a magnet in a way. Like if they you plug the adapter into your into your laptop and then you go to like plug that other end into the DHD, it just acts like a it, you know, yeah, two, like two, two it, positives, two positives, and it yeah. actually yeah. it's like you can't handle this. You can't <laughs> handle this. As soon as you touch your laptop, it just explodes <laughs> from the data input. Uh, I loved when um. Uh, I think it was a missed opportunity if they if they wanted to really go like high camp 
when like they find out that uh, Avengers been sort of messed with and Carter's like, oh, I've, there's a lot of information here, Journal. I need a couple of minutes to go through it all. I'm like, that would have been the perfect time for like a fade to black ad break. Right. Like because like they've done. I've seen that in a couple of other TV shows where it's like, oh, if only we had a couple of minutes to yeah. sort this oh, out. Right. And they, they fade to black, and then it's the ad break. I think Scrubs did it really, really well. And yeah. then you like you had the couple of minutes of the ad break. It's like that's happening in real time, and yeah. then you sort of pick up on the back end of it. Oh, I've found it. No, oh, I found as it comes back. Now that I've had those three minutes, when they do go off world, and he's and he does find out. Oh, you know, we need. Uh, I figured it out. This isn't my. This isn't my virus. Blah blah blah. When they first get to that world and Felgut pulls out a f***ing handgun, <laughs> I was like, seriously, you gave that idiot a gun? Yeah. I'm like, I mean, you got Carter there. You don't need him to have a gun. Right. And he was he was boasting earlier about it too. I zap it a Jaffa. <laughs> Give him his at. I zap it a Jaffa. I zap it a Jaffa. I'd be doing that too. I'd be like, I, 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 I zap it go. a Jaffa. But it was the way that he was holding it too. Like Carter's walking around with her like Carter special. She's <laughs> holding it down, holding it with two hands, but pointing it at the ground yeah. and very still. It's moving with her mm. body. Never moving independent from her body. He's moving behind her and he's like holding it up as he's walking <laughs> forward. <laughs> almost with one hand like, yep, I'm ready to go. Ready to look around the corner. Anytime I want to see Jaffa, I'm going to shoot him in the face. It's like, calm the down man like, uh, crisis. Yeah, yeah. I, it would have been nice if they would like recreated from other guys where like they ring in somewhere and he just starts doing that circular firing <laughs> thing in, and Carter as, as he comes through the gate yeah and Carter's the one that's got to duck down <laughs> <laughs> and that's why the Jafar come and make yeah. the oh, be how funny. many freaking Jafar did Carter take out on her own oh though? hey how many like, like was that that was that just a patrol or they they said oh they made our position how would they do that they didn't see any ships flying overhead they, yeah, if they I, made their position, then how is there fucking 20, 30 Jafar that, yeah. oh, let's go over there now. Did we, because I know we, there was a, obviously a patrol, but then yeah, a lot showed up. So yeah. I'm wondering, we did hear their old bloody bullhorn retreat at the end, but I don't know if we heard like a bullhorn come over here when the, no. um. There was just that, those two Jafar that came out to begin with. And then mm. Carter's like, oh. They've made our position. Yeah. They Hurry up. They certainly didn't radio for backup because Jafar can't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Blow the horn for backup. I do like um, when uh, Teal'c and Jack sort of swarm in, uh, swoop in to save the day. They've got a pretty good response. How'd you manage this one, sir? We got tired of waiting. Simple as that. So what ship did O'Neill and Teal'c end up having? Because Carter that's... was like, oh, that's a surprise. They want to show you. That's why yeah. they're not back here. They're flying it back, obviously. Yeah, that's an Alkesh. So that Alkesh that they used to like save Felger and Carter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're flying that back. So the SGC, right. the SGC now has an Alkesh. So they've just got it. They've just got an Alkesh. They didn't even show how they got it. They just no, like we just got time. Last waiting. last thing we heard, they blew up the map, and they and O'Neill and Tilk were running for cover, and we're yeah. like, "Shit, are they still alive? Yeah, we're still alive. We're running away. Yeah. Okay, next minute. Yeah." <laughs> So they do have to kind of write around the fact in later episodes that we have this big, you know, pretty powerful piece of technology in like this giant, you know, gold Alkesh. Right. Like obviously not as big as a Hatak, but they're still pretty freaking big. Yeah. And powerful. Mm. Like they've got those big cannons. Well, it can hover and pretty accurate with a couple of turrets. And they can, uh, Alkesh can usually cloak. Because remember, Alkesh is like, Alkesh is my favorite. I've talked about it before because it's the perfect blend of Hatak and uh, cargo ship. Because right. it because it can go to hyperspace, it can go into the atmosphere and land and stuff, but it can also cloak. Yeah, right. And it's big it's enough got that weapons. If, yeah, and if it's big enough, you could um, put a uh, stargate on it if you wanted to. Like it'd fit a stargate inside of yeah, it. Yeah, nice. Yeah, because we didn't actually see the ship, but we just saw the underbelly of it. 
yeah. with the turret. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that's so, a thing now. Well, apparently it was a bit of a um, divisive thing with fans too, where they were just like, they didn't kind of buy O'Neill and D- Tilk just being like, we got bored. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously that's an O'Neill way of just shrugging it off. Like, yeah. He's like, oh, we were like, so cool. We did this amazing <laughs> thing where we blah, 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 yeah. blah. He j- he, really, it's just like, we nearly died. Tilk got shot in the leg. Yeah. Like, we're we're pretty f***ed right now. We just want to get home, yeah. but we know you're in trouble. So here we are. Yeah, yeah. we're just bored. We come. And like, <laughs> O'Neill probably can't fly now, Kesh. So Tilk would have had to have done all that work anyway. <laughs> yeah. So O'Neill probably didn't really do a lot. It was probably all, all Tilk anyway. <laughs> I can't drive a stick. Yeah. And I've got to do oh, it. Oh, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to do it just for a bit of housekeeping just because I'll probably get in trouble with some people if I don't I've got to play this Phaser? More like a photon torpedo <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. That's totally worth it Yeah It's really keeping in the theme of the last time that he was around because there were some what there was three heavy references in uh the other guys. And the other guys. Yeah, they're talking about Vulcans and stuff. Yeah. And, and remember O'Neill, a few, O'Neill's clearly a Trek fan because I remember there was a couple of times he wanted to name like Prometheus the Enterprise and wanted to name a Hatuck the mm. Enterprise and all that kind of stuff. He's into it. Yeah. Because Brad Wright is a massive Trek fan. Hey, that's wishful thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and I do have something here for you, Mitch, just because uh, as, oh. as uh, I guess for this episode, you're Captain Marvel rather than I am. No. Well, well, sorry, you're, you're yes. uh, Captain MCU, I would say. No, let's do that. Yeah, then. you're yeah, Captain sure. MCU. Uh, just a little bit of uh, information about that, how they actually had to get clearance to use the name Avenger back in 2003. Oh, right, because he went on about the fact that he was, oh, it was from a comic that I used to read, not comics or about a yeah. group. It was about right. a superhero that did this. Called yeah. the Mighty Avenger. So it's nothing yeah. to do with Marvel, but yeah. the, the superhero they made up and you see he's like green and purple or whatever and he's the Mighty Avenger. Mm. Because they had to get a non-copyrighted superhero name. Right. And in 2003, this was the easiest one for them to get. General, I'm telling you, there is no possible way that Avenger could have anything to do with this. Avenger? Well, that's what I call the virus. You know, it's named after a comic book I read when I was a kid. The Amazing Avenger. Green tights, purple cape. You're super strong, super fast. You're not as fast as the Flash. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> it's unbelievable how hard it is to clear names for superheroes oh yeah do you know that we went through so many names of superheroes to try and get to this because to get to um, avenger exactly i did the same thing when robert cooper and i did a movie together we were trying to find we were trying to get clearances but uh when you get into trying to clear names for this stuff you get a whole list of ones that they will give you but you wouldn't believe how many people have called things and have called their superheroes weird names and copyrighted them can you imagine in like 2019 trying to write, write an episode of television and be like, oh yeah, we want to use this superhero called the Mighty Avenger. Mm. Disney would be like, uh, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> That's the thing. It's interesting what he's saying. You wouldn't believe how many crazy uh, superhero names are copyrighted yeah. or trademarked. Like after after the whole comic book outbreak, like everyone would have just been like, yeah. oh shit, we can make millions off this. Well, Mitch tagged me in something. something the other day where um, some like, was it German or something like that? Some German guy or mm. Eastern European. He um, He's inherited the, the um, intellectual property to like an 80s, maybe it was Swedish. Oh, right. See, I didn't even bother reading the article. Oh, okay. It was so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, this, you know, 80s, I think, <laughs> and Swedish. And you're like, uh, Matty, we'll read this. I'll tag him in it. I saw the title him. and the first line, and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, eh, Matty will appreciate it. it. Yeah. No, well, um... You'll tell me the gist of it. The, um... <laughs> 
But it's this, the original creator of this show from the 80s died in 2015 or something. And he, this other guy must be a family member, has the rights to it now. This show called Linda. And the opening title sequence sounds very similar to that iconic X-Men cartoon opening sequence. So now the X-Men thing. Yeah. yeah. So now he's suing like Disney, Netflix, iTunes, Whoa. all these and he's like representing himself and he's suing like the five biggest Jeez. corporations in the world. Let's see what they'll settle for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Or we'll settle for you dying. Yeah. Yeah, he's, <laughs> we murder he's, you. We'll give like, you a thousand bucks. Taken. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got some real gold for you. A little bit of trivia. This episode aired on the 8th of the 8th, 2003, on the Sci-Fi Network. A mere seven years ago on Showtime, on this exact date, Emancipation aired. Okay, that's fine. I don't get what you're saying. This episode aired on the same date as Emancipation did seven years ago. Right. Right, Just a little right, throwback right, to my right, beloved right, emancipation. Right, 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 right. I knew it was a mistake going in, but I still so, was there. So most people will be seven years since they haven't seen that episode. <laughs> <laughs> when they came around to watch this. <laughs> oh, that episode we never rewatched. Yeah. Another year since emancipation. <laughs> Take I, I God, I'm getting further and further away from it. Yeah, I wonder if MGM had like pulled it from uh, reruns yet yeah. <laughs> when this episode aired. Yeah, it's time for the Get, get Into, into Geeks Harry Mailbag. Well, <laughs> Mandy Bigelow has got oh, Mandy uh, Bigelow, the Mandy Human Gigolo. Mandy is cute. Mandy Bigelow has got in contact with us on Twitter. Uh, Mandy says, for any hashtag Stargate fans out there, I'd highly recommend the Get Into Gate podcast. It's so entertaining. I love it. Ah, thank you, Mandy. I almost want to apologize for calling you a gigolo. It's okay. Oh, did you? Reese said she yeah. was cute. So yeah. Yeah, that all balanced I wasn't. Out. I wasn't paying attention. Adam, I was looking at her profile picture. Oh, and I'm sure no one's ever. <laughs> I mean, we don't want to assume she's cute, but yeah. we're happy to. I'm happy to. Yeah. Unless my wife's listening, and I don't. <laughs> uh, I've got a comment here from Peaceful Explorer on the old SoundCloud. Been a while since we've had any action on the SoundCloud. Crikey. We don't uh, check it, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Says, uh, the part with Baal's Hatak had me in tears of laughter. Nah. Oh, the, I need to park my Hatak in the car park. Must have been, yeah, a bit of that action. <laughs> Absolutely. He's here, what, the end of the month? Next month for Brisbane City? Oh, he's too. Oh, yeah. Him and John Travolta. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and Billy there's, Zane. There's a Billy double Zane. And, oh, man, they got a real weird, yeah. weird collection this John Travolta. Have you seen how much John Travolta's? It's 350 bucks for a photo, Jesus. 300 bucks for a signature. Jesus. Uh, no, thanks, well, and like a Not Baal, I think he's 30 bucks. Yeah, and then it's like a grand <laughs> to be at a dinner that... You know, John Travolta will be sitting on the other side of the room from yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. He, he's not even wearing a wig, so, you know, you're, you're getting 10% less Travolta. Look, I'm going to say I like him more bald. It's an interesting look. I reckon he'll get, he'll get a lot more um, gigs now, I reckon. He'll get some bad guy gigs. He'll bring mm. back, um, they'll do a reboot of uh, Face Off or something like that. And he can... They're doing a re. They are doing oh, a are they? Face Off. Well, yeah, they're go. talking they? about it, yeah. He looks like a villain in this one now. Right yeah. Now. I think, I said Brendan tagged me in a... I want to say that Ryan Reynolds had commented on a Hugh Jackman Instagram post. I don't even know what Hugh had put up. It was really, it was out of context of the comment, but Ryan Reynolds wrote, 
this is the face-off remake that we we need or something and brendan take me is like do it do it it's like imagine those two being put in like how ridiculous of oh, a face-off remake that would be a comedy <laughs> face-off yeah. comedy oh well i guess that's been done in yeah i get well i mean Lindsay ryan, Lohan again. ryan reynolds has done it himself with jason bateman <laughs> God, the change up what a great show that was oh, great. oh man that was funny that movie <laughs> that'd uh that'd really sort of hit home for you guys these days re-watching that wouldn't it not me yet. Not like me. <laughs> just like that, that miserable married guy just stuck, just like swapping. Why is that miserable? <laughs> um, no idea what you're talking about, Matty. No, never, never. Of course not. No. Bob Manna has got in contact with us on the Twitter. He says, at the Bren Gibson at Get Into Gate. Thought you guys would like this shirt that I got. Apologies for the wrinkles. Go ahead and give me a that's one for the Star Trek curtains. Oh, okay. Maddie would approve. And yeah, in the background. Uh, Star Trek curtains, Maddie. TOS, though. I can't sign off on that. Oh, God. So, um, Bob Manor, at General Manor on Twitter, he's put a picture of his his t shirt. This is absolutely classic, and I want it. Whoever made this shirt is getting sued. It's it's Thor sitting in a camp chair with a, uh, a fishing rod. And it's and writing to the left of him saying, "Yeah, sure, you betcha." Yeah, sure, you betcha. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's pretty. It's everything, isn't it? Like you've got to be hardcore into Stargate to get all everything. Everything that's going on in that. Yeah. Like there's even elements there that Reese doesn't get yet. Like yeah. there's, it's, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant because there's nothing. There's nothing Stargate related in it. Like you could wear that Area 51, like to some of those like crazy cafes, <laughs> in, and they'd be just be like, "Oh, it's a Roswell Gray. It's fine." But you're right. It is the type of shirt that you like. If you wore this at a con and you went up and Richard Dean Anderson's there, like he would love it. Oh my god, that's yeah. a, that's such yeah. a great shirt. All the Stargate people, Chris Judge, would be like that's amazing, man. And then someone from MGM would be like, "Can we speak to you? Um, we're going to sue your <laughs> yeah. ass for that. Thank you." <laughs> so you're like, "Oh my that. god, I got all these amazing photos." Like, ah! I bought it off your website. Oh really? Oh, we don't go onto it. I Thanks. need a name. Um. Oh, I see. Great it's... shirt, Bob. Great, brilliant shirt. <laughs> Uh, oh, there's another one here that uh, I wish Brennan was here for. It's uh, my old mate, uh, I don't know, some nerd, uh, uh, the Grinch on <laughs> on Twitter. IDK some nerd. IDK some nerd. It says, at High Pitch Maddie, hashtag and the rest, more singing. Oh, loves the, loves the karaoke. loved, yeah, our little karaoke, karaoke. sing-along well, from didn't a few we do, weeks uh, ago. Well, whacking day. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Look. I mean, I'm not going to promise a, a Buffy bloody song, but if if a song comes up, look, let's yeah, rip in. Definitely. And a message, uh, I think it's come through on the older emails here from Anthony Wiper. Ooh, Anthony the Wiper. Wiper, yeah. Um, the Wipe. Got his phone number here if anyone's interested, but I'll probably. <laughs> Absolutely. I've sent a few pics already. Oh, 07, so he must be a local boy. Yeah, beautiful. Tony. Yeah. Hey guys, just letting you know how much I love what you're doing and I look forward to listening every week. Of course, left you a five star review. Stop the praise. Stop it. Stop it. I root for Reese. Oh, who doesn't? Every week and was cheering with him for the win on Lifeboat. While I agree with the three strike policy on Star Trek, it is a Stargate podcast after all. I am a fan of the other show as well. Oh, that's one, Tony. I think you should give it a shot. I see it like this. Stargate vs. Star Trek is like blondes vs. brunettes. We all have a favourite, but it would be great to have both. You guys are excellent. Keep up the great work, Tony. Look, Tony, I could only handle one at a time, to be honest, mate. (laughs) All I'm I'm trying to do here is just let people know that, you know, uh, what's it? Silent Bob. You've forgotten your own name, haven't you? Kevin. Um, Yeah, that's it. Uh, Kevin Smith. Even I remembered. (laughs) I'd never heard of the guy. (laughs) Kevin Smith says it best. 
imitate until you can innovate. And that's what sci-fi does. Every sci-fi show builds off what came before it. Right. So, in the so same you're just saying what uh, you've just said is that Stargate is a poor copy of Star Trek. Not at all. Wow. wow Maddie. Don't you dare put words Whoa. in my mouth, Maddie, Social Warrior. Maddie, I'm really sick of you talking about Star Trek. Social Warrior, do not put that. Don't be woke and put that in my mouth, Mitchell. <laughs> don't be 2019 hits. Don't, don't you dare 2019 social media me, Mitchell. <laughs> on YouTube. No, in the same way. On YouTube. So- no, just let me finish. Let me on finish. YouTube, we've got a comment. No. <laughs> Just trying to say that we're all part of that one happy. No, side. we're not. You're over that side of the room, one and us Stargate fans are here. Sci-fi family. You're only, you're only... See, you know what? To, to take what Tony's little uh, example was, you're like, I want to say Owen Wilson in the Starsky and Hutch remake, and they've got the two. I forget who playing. Amy it's Smart. Amy Smart and Carmen Electra. I want to say they brought back two women from the bar. Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson are there, and Owen Wilson goes up to Ben Stiller and says. Which one would you like? The blonde or the brunette? And Ben Stiller goes, oh, you know, I've always had a thing for blondes. It's good because I'll take anything. <laughs> like, so it's you. You're not choosing. You're like Stargate, Star Trek. If you turn your TV on hoping to see one of them and one's on, it wasn't the one you were thinking was going to be on, you're happy with either. Yeah. And that's fine, mate. Yeah, but I want Just to- keep the f*** out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do Doctor Who. That's the only difference. Oh, we need, we need no, that. Well, we Doctor need Who's that the audio. redhead, so I don't do redheads. <laughs> we need to do oh, that. Well, hey, come on. <laughs> need that audio of Walter to tell you to, hey, you're getting off track. <laughs> you're drifting. <laughs> you're drifting. You're drifting. <laughs> on YouTube, I before A except after K commented on Emancipation, Ooh, Maddie. Hey. Your favourite. I before A except after K says, the reason people dislike this episode is because it's so heavy-handed with the feminism. You don't get a feminist message across by having an episode where Carter beats up some guy for being sexist. You do it by doing what the rest of the series does, having her contribute and be part of a team while never drawing attention to her gender. The episode is patronising, not empowering. That's interesting. I mean, there's a... That's That's patronising. I've never considered it that way. See, because I always look at um, emancipation as like a a social commentary holding a mirror up to us in terms of we go to this planet, we see this backwards society that hasn't progressed in thousands of years. They're still living in tents and all that kind of stuff because they're not incorporating women into their culture the same way we are. But then, you know, you flip that back and go, well, us in 2019, you know, you look at America, they're trying to repeal Roe v. Wade, allowing women access to, you know, safe abortions and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So it kind of makes what we're doing seem really backwards. But I guess sci-fi fans in general are, tend to be a little more enlightened and open-minded in that kind of situation. Yeah, sure. I think I think it was mostly so, because the resolution came from Carter being over-masculine yeah. in the episode as to that's the only way she could win this is to be masculine. Whereas if she had have found a feminine way to be empowering and overcome that, then... I mean, obviously, there's a there's a, a great strength in being feminine mm. and being vulnerable. And I think if if there was a way that she could have overpowered him using that vulnerable or, or fem- <clears throat> feminine way, then I think that would have come across. Yeah, that's interesting because think... it's it's her different aspect of we've got the warrior, you know, in Tilk, yeah, in the team. She brings an aspect or a dynamic to the team that no one else can. Yeah, I wonder if it's the writers thinking. Oh, okay. This is a mili- This show looks like it's a military show. Mm. We're gonna. They didn't know the audience yet, so mm. they're like, "Oh, we're gonna get your meathead, you know, unenlightened guys going to watch this show. We need to show them that Carter 
being a female isn't a crippling thing, isn't a crutch. Mm. Whereas I think most sci-fi fans are enlightened enough to know that what's between your legs doesn't make you a more interesting character. You know, mm. it's, it's the who you are as a person. So I think, yeah, so the condescending line there is really interesting and patronizing because, yeah, I think for a general sci-fi fan, they're going to go, well, it's like if we sat down and watched an episode of Stargate and it spent 40 minutes teaching us the English alphabet and telling us the sky was blue, we'd be like, duh, no shit, we know this. Why are you being so patronizing to us? So, yeah, in a way, emancipation is being really patronizing because it's telling us what we already know mm. is that women are equal to men mm. in every single way except for what's in between their legs. Mm. So, yeah, that's super interesting. That's super, super interesting. Are it's- you saying what's between their legs isn't equal to a man? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it's, just 2019, well, it's not equal, it's different. <laughs> because you didn't different. officially state that's not what you were saying, <laughs> clearly that's what you were stating. Don't you assume. 2019'd me again, Mitchell. Don't assume you. what's between our legs, mate. <laughs> it's interesting, too, about this episode and the outlook on it, that it hasn't changed in 20-whatever years. Like, yeah. people didn't... Maybe, maybe not for the entirely same reasons, but people didn't like it back then, and they... Don't they have it's not a fan favorite now, mm. and that like that we're looking okay that that's an email written to us in 2019, but we're still looking at it from the same message point, going oh, that didn't really work for that episode. Even back then, you look at it with those mm. eyes, which we t- we have to do because that's when we watched it. You, mm. me, and Brendan, yeah. And Reese has to w- look at it from a at the time 2016, I think, when you would have watched mm. that episode, and we kind of look at it Jesus. exactly the same way. So mm. it's interesting that it hasn't. It hasn't, hasn't aged. aged. Well. It hasn't gotten to the woke state where, oh, that's an, that's an anti... It's trying to be feminist, but that makes it an anti-feminist mm. episode. Whereas back then it was just, this is a boring episode, three yeah. episodes in. So, yeah, it's <laughs> funny that it's it's aged without aging in a way. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Couple more to go, guys. Desperate Measures episode on YouTube, Ice Dragon 59. Ooh, the Ice Dragon. Comments on Desperate Measures episode 101. Ice Dragon 59 says, I love this podcast. It made me cry the tears of joy out of my willy and produce the brown log of joy out of my body. Wow. Wow. There's a visual. Old mates took a load of old cobblers with a fact or two thrown in. They're terrible and swear a lot. Absolute five stars. (laughs) Love it. Amen. I am so confused and aroused. That, might be that is like, one of my favourite comments, to be that honest. That might be the least successful five-star review we'll ever get. People are going to read that and go, I don't know if I'm ready to have a uh, brown log out of my body. Yeah. Um, Mate, if I read that, I'd be straight onto that podcast. Yeah, I mind you, if, if I want to cry out of my willy. If Ice Dragon 59 means that he was, or she, was born in 1959... That person's 60 years old this year. <laughs> and they've just written that. Um, anyway. <laughs> and one last one here, guys. Sarah Bell, great friend of the show, gets in contact with us on Facebook. You boys talked about The Link. That was a few episodes ago. Mm, not caring, the, the Link not caring about SG-1, but what if the people who were sent from the Dome since their arrival was because they arrived? Still not as dark as what Black Mirror would take it, but mm. much more bleak than I've ever considered. So, yeah, I, basically what Sarah's saying is, did SG-1 attending the link create that overhaul of people being sent out to the deaths? I think they do allude to that in the audio commentary, where they say because SG-1 aren't part of the link, mm. the dome has to compensate because they're using up oxygen mm. and, and all that kind of yeah, stuff. inside the dome, yeah. Yeah, so they did have to sort of eject a couple of people a little bit more prematurely than what they normally would. 
And then, yeah, the Link obviously doesn't care about SG-1 for most of the episode, but it's only right at the end when the Link turns on them mm. and turns everyone into the weird zombies trying to sort of track them down and either kill them or, or put them into the Link. Yeah, well, I guess it can't. the Link can't control them. So yeah. the Link's saying, okay, I'm, I'm having to eat my own body in order mm. to keep you alive, so how about you just get the f*** out of here yeah. and then we can keep doing what we're doing until we're just down to it's like a fortnight <laughs> fortnight dome <laughs> down to just that little one person surviving <laughs> yeah. standing up <laughs> like it's two people playing handball in the square at, and then like one person wanders off to get the ball and they never come back yeah. Yeah. and then the other guy gets reprogrammed going I think I need to go and do a shit and then he goes into a toilet and suddenly the dome is literally the size of a just cubicle yeah. Yeah. or it's um, it's uh, the room with Brie Larson yeah. just in that little <laughs> oh, shed out that the is, back that's even sadder yeah, yeah that's awful yeah. Oh, and not a high. <laughs> Why didn't they just build underground? Oh, the link didn't have any shovels. <laughs> Couldn't make any either. Know, yeah. No, at all that. But you're right. Like that red sky. I remember us touching on the. <laughs> remember fact that t- they... the Tin Man planet? They were underground because yeah. the upstairs oh, no, was toxic. Absolutely stuck. The underground Nazis on the other side. Yeah. They're all under- it's yeah. Toxic. But yeah, in Red Sky, that they didn't go for the kill. You know, they went for the happy ending. We could have been at a point mm. where SG-1 go, you know what, all we did was travel here. And, you know, Carter went by some, you know, different rules and stuff to, to get there or whatever. And, uh, yeah, we kind of destroyed a planet. I mean, we, we wrecked a sun, which mm. killed a planet. And they could have ended that going, wow, this is, we, this is, this is consequences here. And they didn't do that. Revisions could have been the same where, yeah, they, we, we could have had even just a scene. It didn't have to be the end of this. It didn't have to be a real dark ending, Black Mirror style, like Sarah said. But they could have had a real good meaty scene where they go hang on this is actually speeding up because of us here mm. we've been here for three days trying to fix this situation we'll, we'll try and understand it yeah. and then fix it we're actually and it's, it's been increasing and we've been trying to explain to them this is increasing you don't even understand this yeah. because of the link while not knowing where the reason that it's happening and it could have been a real yeah another yeah. real dark punch in the guts going are you dying. are trying to do nice things guys but by doing those nice things you actually wrecking shit. Yeah. And, well, yeah. I would have loved to have seen it. They they were trying to figure out the link and fix it, but they just couldn't. Mm. And the link had more power than them. The link wouldn't shut down. The link wouldn't shut off. Mm. And it just forced these people to leave the link on and just do not. Nah, we're not going anywhere. And SG one have to leave helplessly and then yeah. go shit. I you know what else can we do? Yeah. Or even or even at all. You gotta like, go. It all, it, rather than that kind of weird ending with like tell me a story about the woman that you met yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um. They evacuate everybody, and then it's like they're getting those last people in the suits, and they're like at the Stargate, and they turn around, and then you just see the dome just deactivate. Mm. You just see it just so the dome just kind of just, and all the gas and stuff coming rushing into the town. And two hundred thousand yeah. bodies, like yeah. skeletons, just everywhere. Yeah. Jesus. That would have been cool. Like we said, end on a high. End on a high. <laughs> oh, it's, it's time to find out, out if Reese has been paying attention. attention. Oh, Brendan, just leave your penis alone. So I don't have to, <laughs> so I don't have to write these questions. <laughs> Throwback joke. Hope Throwback you remember joke. what we're talking about. All right. Five short answer questions. They're all gimmies, Reese. You'll get these. Oh, Not sure they problem. are. Problem. Gimmies. 30 seconds. Time starts Gimmies. at the end of the first question. Who sabotaged the Avenger virus? Baal. Correct. What is Carter's new gun called? Oh, the Carter Special. Correct. Phew. Name Felger's lab assistant. Chloe. Correct. He's cute. Uh, what drink did Felger offer Carter? Mountain Dew. Correct. Dew I Dew. appreciate the Dew. Uh, what did Jack and Teal steal at the end of the episode? 
Our cash. Oh, we've oh, done it! Boom, baby! Finally. Five out of five. Oh, and quickly, too. Plenty of time. Oh, Plenty of time. Eight seconds there. Lucky I wrote Al Kesh down when you were talking about it throughout the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I don't want you to go. No, I want you to go, there. Daniel. I want to be your friend. Yeah, well, it's, really it's not as effective when he doesn't like yeah. you. But we uh, need we need a Jonas one. Yeah. I think we, we do. I think we should one. get Let's on that. It. We should get on that. Whatever it's called, Airtasker for B celebrities. <laughs> and um, <laughs> let's not refer to it as that in okay. our email to him. Yeah, maybe no. celebrities. Yeah, no. Celebrities. <laughs> uh, and we'll get Corky to do like a, a nice one, and then that can be your reward for whenever you yeah. get five out of five. And then I'll be studying the whole. Right. Yeah. You'll end up you'll have, end up having more notes than I do about episode and trivia <laughs> stuff. Well, maybe not. Yeah, let's not go too far. <laughs> Alright, that's episode 142 of Get Into Gate. We will be back next weekend to talk birthright. This one, Reese, written by one Mr. Christopher Judge. Oh, stop so it. we're gonna get a Jafar yeah. episode and yeah. based on the picture on the DVD. Looks like Tilk's going to get some love from some devout women. Oh, yeah, he is. I don't know why I'm talking like Eddie Murphy, the nutty <laughs> professor. When his lip goes all funny at the end, he starts talking back in out of body love. Jafar women. <laughs> I love Jafar women. Uh, but I'm back. Well, uh, I got to be black. Birthright. It's, uh, that's coming out next weekend for Get Into Gate. In the meantime, you can find all of our old podcasts on our podcasting channels. Any one that you want to pick from. We're pretty much up on all of them. Mm. Get Into Gate, a Stargate podcast. Hit us up on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search Get Into Gate, a Stargate podcast. Or send us a long-form email or an off-world activation. Mm. Get Into Gate at gmail.com. And if you want to see Get Into Gate 2.0, mm-hmm. jump on our Patreon. Oh, see what you did there. The next yeah. level. We'll... Up your iris, Orpheus. Or, or, well, I don't know where I'm going with We'll it. avenge you. We'll avenge you. <laughs> we'll avenge your 2.0. Yeah. Like, cool. see? Somehow yeah. sexual. I'll put a virus it. in your wormhole. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Belgium. Yeah. I'm Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter or Instagram. Maddie, where you at? At High Pitch Maddie. And Reese. At the Flying Gibson. Brendan's still away. Hopefully he's back on deck yeah. next he weekend. He loves, loves Tori Higginson's documentary. Send yeah. him as much weird stuff as you can. Yeah, the weird fest happening on Brendan's socials. Weird for life. Get into geek.